Hey there, welcome. This is Daniel M. from Beulah Alliance Church. As we open up the scriptures together, I hope this helps you know Jesus deeply and be known by him fully. Enjoy the message. So Jesus, we ask, um, we ask that you would open our hearts, our souls, our minds, our ears as we open your word, that you would say whatever you want to say to us and that we would have the ears to hear and listen. And that would make that journey from our head to our hearts, to our feet. So would you lead us? Would you guide us? Would you direct us today? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to talk today about baptism. What is baptism? Why get baptized? And what the next steps are if you want to do that. So let's start with what is baptism? Last week, we kicked off our series in the Gospel of Mark, and we talked, uh, we read about John baptizing, and, and it said in verse 4 that John came baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance. In those days when John was baptizing, uh, baptism was a thing. Uh, it wasn't a common thing for all people, but it was a thing that Jewish people would do when a non-Jew would become a Jew. Okay, that's when baptism would take place. And it, it would be sort of a moral or spiritual sort of cleansing thing that non-Jews would do when they became a Jew. So was John doing that? No, he wasn't because he was actually baptizing Jews. So his baptism wasn't Jewish baptism. He wasn't practicing that. One theologian made the comparison that Jewish baptism was actually, when you study it, political and ritualistic, whereas John's baptism was ethical and eschatological. So what does that mean? Jewish baptism was really about the here and the now. It's for now, the implications are for now, whereas John's baptism had implications both now and into eternity. So what sort of Baptism, even more to go another level, was John practicing. Or to put it another way, when we talk about baptism today, what are we talking about? Well, to be able to answer that question, we need to look into the word baptism and see what it means. That word baptism is an anglicized version of the Greek word baptizo. And when you translate that Greek word baptizo, it's literally translated as to plunge or immerse. No Greek scholar has ever translated baptizo to mean sprinkle or pour over. In fact, the Greek church today, uh, they, they, they were, they are, and they continue, to be, they continue to practice baptism, baptizo, only through full immersion. Or if we wanted to use the technical term for what they do, it's full dunkage under the water. I'm kidding, that's not what it is. Uh, actually, uh, take a look at this video to see what I'm talking about. So to get ready for this weekend, I've been working out, <laughs> in case you wanted to get the big dunkage, 
No, I'm kidding. We don't need to do that. We aren't going to do that unless you whisper and say, that's how I want to be baptized. We got the big tanks. So what is baptism, right? What is baptism? Well, in a sentence, baptism is about identifying with Jesus. It's about identifying in his death. When you're being immersed under the water, you are, you are identifying with his death. When you're then being submerged under water, you're identifying with his burial. And then when you emerge out of the water, you're identifying with his resurrection, right? Death, burial, and resurrection. Baptism is about personally identifying with Jesus. Romans 6.4 puts it like this. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death, right? In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Baptism is something that we do in our journey of following Christ. It's a, it's a step that we take to walk in newness of life as we read about in Romans 6.4. And why we read in the Bible, repent and be baptized. The Bible doesn't say baptize and then repent or baptize or get baptized as a form of repentance. It's repentance first and then baptism. Repent and be baptized. The decision of baptism is a decision that we choose to make after the decision of following Christ. So in a sense, baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision that you made. Baptism is a way to show everyone around you what has already happened in your heart that you already made the decision to identify with Jesus by dying to self, by offering them up your hurts, your hangups, your habits, and then emerging as a new creation in Christ. As you emerge out of that water, it's a symbol that you have already become a new creation in Christ. You're not becoming a new creation in Christ, and you're not being filled with the Holy Spirit when you emerge out of the water. It's already happened. It's a way to symbolize what has happened, an outward expression of an inward decision. Another way to think about baptism is that baptism is a, it's a symbol of Jesus' blood, his shed blood poured over us, his blood that cleanses us, his blood that is the reason we can have forever life with him. Baptism is a, is, is a symbol of that as well, that we are being washed clean. In other words, baptism isn't necessary to be saved. It's a privilege for the saved. So now that we've answered this question, what is baptism? Now let's move to the next one. Why get baptized? You want the short answer or the long one? Long. Okay, well, we'll start with the short and then we'll get to the long one. Yesterday someone said short. I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> okay, uh, so the short answer, we get baptized. Why should we get baptized? Because Jesus did. He got baptized. Uh, what did Jesus do? He got baptized, so should you. That's sort of the way that it works. That's the short answer, okay? Uh, the long answer, uh, actually, before we get to the long answer, let's read about his baptism. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Okay, so if the short answer of why we should get baptized is because Jesus did, uh, the long answer is two parts. Okay, uh, the first part of it is, is that he actually taught us to. He said to 
get baptized. Now, it's one thing for Jesus to get baptized and for us to follow his example. That's what discipleship is, right? It's, it's, doing, it's, it's being like Jesus, becoming like him, doing what he did. So he got baptized. So following him is, yeah, of course we should get baptized. But, but he actually also taught us and told us to get baptized as well. Matthew 28 says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. Now it's interesting because Jesus didn't say, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, um, scolding them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Or, or correcting them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, it, it, it says here that we were to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, in baptism, Jesus isn't saying, hey, fix yourself, get stuff all put together, and then get baptized. No, he's saying, hey, just come as you are. Just as I saved you, I will cleanse you, I will wash you, I will redeem you. If you ever feel like you need to be worthy to be baptized, you'll never get there. Because Jesus said, I am the reason. Because I am worthy, you can get baptized. You will never be worthy for baptism, but because I am worthy and I'm covering over your sin and your life, that's why you can get baptized. I've earned it. You haven't earned it. We can't earn it. He's earned it for us. So he just says, receive. So that's one reason why, another reason why we should get baptized, because Jesus said to, but, but he also said, uh, and, and the other reason why we should get baptized is because it's an incredible opportunity to share our story and the story. I think about it. Anytime someone gets, gets baptized, there's this opportunity for them to share, hey, you know what, this is who I was before I met Christ. This is how I was living. These were my priorities. This is what I was trying to do. This is what I was trying to fill, but never seemed to satisfy. I never found what I was looking for. So I met Christ. I decided to follow him. And when I followed him, look at what changed. My life's not perfect, and, and Jesus never said it would be. He never said you would be without trouble or heartache on this side of eternity. Yet when we choose to follow Christ, there's hope. There's life, there's meaning, there's purpose. So we get to share our story when we get baptized. But the other thing that happens when we get baptized is we get to share the story of God. Right, the story that Jesus isn't just some religious figure that came 2,000 years ago to bring about change in that day to rescue and redeem and bring about hope in a hopeless time under Roman oppression. That's not what happened. And, and when Jesus died, it wasn't just that he rescued those that he was leading in that day. No, thousands of years later, we see that he is still alive. In fact, in our last service, someone was just driving by the church, just today in the last service, driving by this church, having not been in church for such a long time. And he turned in. <laughs> Why? Not because of our signs. Yeah, yeah, we can clap for that. I mean, let's give God the glory. 
not because of our signs, but it's because Jesus is alive. And he is drawing people. He is calling people to himself. I hear stories like this every week. I have not been in a church since I was a kid. I have not ever been. I don't know why I'm here. But there's something that's drawing me here. It's the Holy Spirit. So we get to, in baptism, share that, you know what? Every other religious teacher, every other religious teacher before Jesus and after Jesus, it's all the same. Basically, is you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. And if you do this, then maybe, maybe, perhaps, perhaps you'll have a better life. And maybe you'll earn, and this is what your eternity will look like. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or you might be born as a butterfly. But maybe, right, maybe. And there's all these maybes, there's all these uncertainties because every religion of the world says, do in order to receive. And Jesus says, I have done for you so you don't have to do. Every other religion says, go, make your way up to God. And God knew there is no way to do that. And he knew that humans have constantly been trying on their own effort to make their way to God. So he sent his son down to us to rescue us. That's the gospel. That's the gospel that when we believe in this gospel, that Jesus died for our sins to offer us new life and new hope and that we can experience that when we begin a relationship with him. Every single person that's got baptized, every single person that's gonna get baptized today, that is what they're declaring. That there is a God and his name is Jesus and he is alive and working in my life and in and around this world. You know, we shouldn't hold the story of God to ourselves. We shouldn't hold this. If you discovered the cure for cancer, you wouldn't hold that to yourself. We shouldn't hold this story to ourselves. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 10, therefore everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. When we baptize, when we get baptized, we are acknowledging, we are acknowledging who Jesus is. Not just to us personally in our story, but who he is to our world. But then it says, whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. So baptism is such an incredible opportunity for us to share our story and the story of God. Okay, so before we then talk about, or next talk about what next and what the steps are if you want to get baptized today, let's actually return to our short answer and spend a bit of time in Mark chapter 1 unpacking why he got baptized and what must have been going on in his heart and his mind when he did. Okay, so why did he get baptized? Or another words, what's the significance of baptism today? Well, in Mark chapter 1, verse 9, we read this. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. Scholars have explained Jesus' baptism in one of two ways. Uh, number one, to identify with those he came to save. Right? They say Jesus, when John came, he was baptizing people in repentance and the forgiveness of his sins. And, 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 but Jesus is sinless, so he didn't have any 
sins to ask for forgiveness from, so why did he get baptized then? It wasn't for the forgiveness of his sins, it was to identify with us. To say, hey, just that I got baptized, so should you. It's the same reasoning around the Sabbath. Why did God take a Sabbath at the end of creation? Is it because he was tired? No. Because he knew if he didn't show us what to do, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> so Jesus wanted to identify us. He didn't want to ask us to do something that he wasn't willing to do first. Well, the second reason scholars say that Jesus got baptized was to endorse John in his ministry. To say, you know what, John is a prophet from God. He's not just some guy over there doing his own thing. No, he is sent from God. It was to endorse John. He's legit. He's preparing the way for me. You know, he might be smelly, <laughs> but he ain't crazy. So let's do this. All right, that's a bit of what was happening here. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you read Mark chapter 1, verse 9, all you read is that Jesus got baptized, period. The Gospel of Mark, compared to the other Gospels, it's punchy. It's so fast. It's like action-packed. One thing after another thing, after another thing, after another thing. And that's the beauty of Mark and in his style of how he wrote. And it was all through the lens of Peter. So, so how do we know that Jesus got baptized to identify with those he came to save and, and to, to endorse John's ministry? Like, how do we know that? Well, you know, follow along with me here. Jesus is fully God, but he's also fully human, right? And in our humanity, one thing that we are all really good at is getting distracted by our thoughts, by our feelings. So I'm sure things were running around and his things were, thoughts were going around in his mind as, as, he, as he came to the Jordan River and, and he saw the multitudes there and he's like, what's going on? And, and as he was making his way through the crowd, I'm sure he was thinking something, feeling something. And then when he broke through and, and saw John baptizing, not just some random stranger, John, his cousin that he grew up with, that they probably went on the swings. I don't know if they had swings back then, but you know what I'm talking about. Like they, they hung out together. They grew up together and they see, he sees his cousin baptizing. And you know, when you get baptized, uh, you, don't, you don't like throw people in the water. Like you're, you're, you're kind of close to them and that's why I always carry mints with me. Um, but you know, you're, kinda, you're, you're, you're dunking them and you, and you raise them up. So, so I'm sure when, when Jesus was getting baptized by John, I'm sure that Jesus smelt John's locust and honey breath. I'm sure he smelt it. What was he thinking then? Seriously, what do you think he was thinking? What do you think Jesus was feeling? I, I'm, not, I'm not adequate for this. I haven't done anything to deserve this. Maybe he thought that. Maybe he thought, what will people think? What will people think if I get baptized? What will my parents think? Maybe he thought it was just this ancient ritual. He's like, is it really necessary? Like, come on. Really? It's just water. Like, what's the deal with that? Maybe that was running through his mind. Maybe he was just nervous because there's so many people. You know, like, I don't want to be in front of this many people. What do you think he was thinking and feeling? 
Well, in the next verses, we see what happens after he gets dunked. As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. All Jesus did was get baptized. All he did was obey. And then we see three things happen. The heavens open. And the heavens being opened is a sign that something supernatural is about to happen. And then after that, the spirit of God descends on Jesus like a dove, which is a sign that Jesus is supernatural. It's a sign that Jesus is the anointed one to bring good news. And then the third thing that happens here is that a voice speaks. The voice of God speaks, which is a sign that Jesus is called and and commissioned by God. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but when I read this for the first time, I was like, there's something weird about that. Not wrong, but there's there's just, to my ears, to our modern ears today, there's just something that seems off about that. I don't know if you caught it, did you? Let me read the verse to you and let's see if you can see what I'm, I'm talking about here. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Is there something weird about that to you? Or am I the only one? Now I'm not talking about what God said here. What he said is, is, is what he said. What I'm referring to is when he said it. Jesus hasn't done a thing. And God says, I'm pleased with you. Jesus hasn't gone through the desert 40 days and and lasted through the temptations of the evil one. and, And God says, I'm proud of you. Jesus hasn't preached the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus hasn't fed the 5,000. Jesus hasn't healed the sick and risen the dead. He hasn't died. He hasn't been risen from the dead. He hasn't done any of that. And God says, I am pleased with you. Wow. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's foreign to me. I'm so used to needing to please to hear those words. Needing to want to do, and it's like, Dad, Dad, Mom, Mom, please, come, 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 look. Come. Didn't, I, didn't I do well? Come watch me when I do this. Why do you think kids always say to their parents, please watch me, come look at this, look at me. Why do we light up when we are encouraged after a job well done? Or when we receive encouragement or compliments. Why does that happen? Why are we like that? And then God says, I am pleased with you. And Jesus hasn't done a thing. Do you think he's trying to say something to us? There's one thing if God said that at the end of Jesus' ministry. As he was hanging on the cross. Son, I am pleased with you. Well done. But he said it before any of that happened. We're so used to living under conditions and needing to do to receive. And Jesus, right here at the beginning of his ministry, is showing us that his love for us is unconditional. That we don't need to do anything other than receive what he did for us. 
And when you think about baptism, I, I assured in one word, baptism is identifying with Jesus, right? And what he did for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's the one sentence answer for what baptism is. But if I were to sum up baptism in one word, it would be response. Baptism is a response. Not a response that someone else does on your behalf. It's a response that you choose. That we get baptized not to please God, but as a response to what he did for us. We don't get baptized to be forgiven of our sins. God's already forgiven us of our sins. When we, when we come to him, he forgives us. We don't, we, don't, we don't get baptized to earn favor from God. He already loves us. We don't, we don't get baptized to, to, to experience some sort of protection from the spiritual forces out there. No, he says, when you follow me, I, there will be no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We put on the armor of God. So baptism, in a word, is response. Okay, so let's talk about next steps here. Maybe you're sitting here, maybe you're, maybe, you're, maybe you're a follower of Jesus and you've never been baptized. You've never chosen baptism for yourself. Maybe you're wondering here, what will others think? Daniel, I'm not young anymore. I, I've been following Christ for decades. What will people think? What will people say? When I was pastoring in Nashville, um, in my five years there, the, the most significant baptism, the one baptism that I remember just like, like I could go back there right now, was the baptism of an 80-something-year-old lady. And she had been following Christ for decades and had never chosen baptism for herself. And she had all the excuses. I'm going to be embarrassed. What are people going to think? What are people going to say? But she put that all aside and said, as a response, Jesus, I will get baptized. <laughs> the joy on her face. A simple childlike obedience. It was beautiful. Maybe you were... Um, Maybe if you choose to get baptized today, you're thinking, uh, but, but Daniel, you don't know, my, my parents are of a different religion, and, and, and if I get baptized, and it's not only a question of what will they think, but they're going to disown me. And this is a real situation for so many around the world. And all I can offer you today, I, I, I don't know that, I can't speak out of personal experience to, to even comprehend what that would be like if you're in those shoes. But all I can offer to you is this, if that's you. In our response time, in prayer, as people are getting baptized, maybe even now, ask yourself and pray to God, Lord. In my refusal to get baptism, am I actually identifying more with my family of origin or with you? What am I saying by not doing this? Am I living in fear? Or am I living in trust? Maybe you're here and, and you're like, but Daniel, I, I, I feel inadequate. Like, I, I've made too many mistakes. My life isn't where I need it to be. 
maybe next time you do this, I'll get baptized. If that's you, remember, we can't earn baptism. You'll never feel ready. You'll never feel worthy, no matter what. Baptism is a response. Maybe you're thinking, but Daniel, is it really necessary? Like, do we really need to do this? Yes, we do. Uh, Because it's a response to Jesus. Following Jesus, if you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, discipleship can be summed up like this. Being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what he did. And baptism is something he did. Uh, maybe you're nervous and, 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 and you're like, yeah, but there's so many people here and I don't know, I, I'm, not, I'm not good in front of crowds. Yeah, I wonder if Jesus was nervous. <laughs> and maybe you're like, yeah, but when, but, when, but when you said when we get baptized, we got to share our story. And yeah, because we want to hear your story. We don't, wanna, you don't, we don't want you to hold that into yourself. But here's the thing about a weekend like this. Um, if you want to get baptized then in a little bit, I'm going to invite you to go out those center doors and then our team's going to lead you along a path and you're going to share your story with someone else out there. In the, in the conversation process, you will share your story because we want to hear your story. And then when you come out on stage, you can choose to share your story if you would like, but you don't need to. You don't need to in front of this whole crowd because I know that can be a barrier for some. You're like, I'm not a good public speaker. I'm, I'm nervous. So share your story. You're going to share your story with someone, but you have the option of either sharing it here or not sharing it here. That's okay. And maybe you're like, okay, Daniel, you got me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was one of my, that was, that, was, that was the one thing. That was the one thing that was holding me back. But, oh, shucks. I didn't bring clothes. <laughs> I guess I'll just do it next time. I didn't bring a towel. Well, don't worry, we have towels and clothes for you. Okay? Uh, maybe you're like, yeah, but, but, but Daniel, okay, yeah, I get you have towels, yeah, you have clothes, okay, good. But the people that I want to see and experience my baptism, they're not here. My family's not here, my friend's not here. Don't worry, we're recording everything. <laughs> like, literally, we could go all day here. Y'all want me to take a seat? Whatever excuse you have, there's a response. So if you're ready to get baptized... I want to invite you to go out those center doors and our team will greet you. Now, I know sometimes in a room like this, you're like, yeah, but it's so embarrassing. Like, people are going to look at me if I stand up. And don't worry. In this instance, uh, this is a good thing to stand up. We'll actually celebrate if you stand up. So if you're ready, if you're ready to go get baptized, I know uh, there have been a couple people that already walked out and there's some that are waiting. Yeah, I see some people moving here as well. Awesome. And yeah, if you're ready to get baptized, just go out those center doors. Our team is going to greet you. Yeah, let's give them some encouragement. Awesome. Lots of people standing up. Lots of people. That's awesome. Good thing you don't need to pay for parking, right? Because we're going to go long today. <laughs> awesome. So, yes, you can go out those front doors. And you know what? Maybe even if, like, oh, everyone, the clapping's done. I haven't gotten up yet. It's okay. Just go anytime uh, this, this next time. Okay. So for everyone remaining, I want to answer one more question. One more question. Maybe you're here and you're like, I have been baptized before, but did my first one count? Maybe you're asking that question. Right? Did my first one count? Uh, and there are so many variations around that, right? You're like, oh, I was baptized as an infant. Did that count? 
Uh, I was baptized in the Catholic Church. Did that count? I was baptized in another denomination. I wasn't baptized in Alliance Church. Does that, does that, does that count? Or, or I, I got baptized and then I walked away from God and I've, I've come back and my life is completely different. Did my first baptism count or, or should I get rebaptized? Now, there's so many variations around that. We don't have time to answer all of those. But if, we, if I can give you a framework for you to discern what your step might be, it would be this. When you reflect on your first baptism, ask yourself this question. Did I choose this? Was this my response to God? Or was this a response of someone else on my behalf? You know, I struggled with this for years. Uh, my parents um, were Presbyterians and, and they, I got baptized as an infant in a Presbyterian church. It would be similar in like a Dutch Reformed church or, or in other traditions. It's not just Catholic churches that baptize infants. Uh, but I, I got baptized in, in, in that church and, and it, was a, it was a response, it wasn't my response. It was a response that my parents had to want to raise me up in the ways of the Lord, but it wasn't my response. I didn't choose. And then in that church, uh, there's this thing called confirmation, and and it's a way for you to to reflect on on, on that decision and what it means to follow Christ. And so I I did the confirmation class, but but if I were like completely honest with you, I didn't do it for all the right reasons. There's a girl I liked. uh, There's a way to spend more time with her. So there's that. Uh, and then the other reason was, uh, I mean, I, well, my, I didn't, I didn't want to say no to my parents. I was afraid of what they would think and what other people would think. And, and then, you know, my parents were in choir practice anyway, and all my friends were doing it. And if I didn't do it, I would feel so awkward. I'd have to like hang out by myself for an hour or two hours. So I just, I just did it anyway. So I didn't do it for all the right reasons. And then years went by. I became a pastor and I still hadn't been baptized. I still hadn't chosen baptism for myself as a response. And it bothered me. It didn't bother me all the time, but every time I'd listen to a message like this or read a passage about baptism in the scriptures, it would always come up. I I would find a way to bury it back down and not have to think about it. But every time I would read this and I'd, I'd, I'd hear and I'd see baptism stories, it would just keep popping back up. So I studied the Bible and I I realized that there's actually no solid evidence in the New Testament for infant baptism. It's a practice that was developed later on in the early in the early church. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's interesting on, on one side. And then as I reflected on that, I was like, yeah, but the word baptism doesn't mean, I mean, Jesus Jesus chose this. It was his response. If I really call myself his disciple, shouldn't I do what he did? And I was like, yeah, but what about this? I was going through all the, uh, all the different excuses. And I was like, but what are people going to think? I'm a pastor. That's going to be like the most awkward baptism service ever. So about 12 years ago, I got baptized here at Beulah in that tank. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And... It was, it was a really hard decision for me because I was embarrassed and I was like, what are people going to think? And I went through all the excuses. But then, you know, you know what? As I studied this word and, and as, I, as I walked through it and as I prayed through it, I was like, you know what? I'm overthinking this. I'm overcomplicating this. 
And then I heard that Billy Graham got baptized as an infant and then he chose baptism as a response later on. And I was like, who am I? You know, Billy Graham did it. Like, I know he's not Jesus, but Billy Graham did it. Like, I, like who am I to say I'm not going to do it? Is that pride? I str- it was, for me, it was pride. I struggled with it for many years. So I just put that all aside and said, okay, you know what? If baptism is a response that I'm called to do in following Jesus, I'm just going to go get baptized. I stopped overthinking it. Maybe you're here today and you've been overthinking it. Well, I want to invite you to get baptized. I want to invite you to get baptized as a response. So why don't we all stand up? And if you want to get baptized, it's not too late. You just need to go out those back doors. Our team is going to greet you. At any point along in these songs as we respond in worship, just go out those back doors and we are going to start doing some baptisms. I'm going to go get changed. Uh, And then we're going to come out on these tanks and, and we're going to start doing baptisms. But at any point along this way, you're like, yeah, you know what? I want to choose this. This is my response. Then I want to invite you to do that today by going out those back doors, right? Let's sing together. Thanks for listening and thank you for giving. Your giving makes this podcast possible and helps us share this message with others. If today's message made you realize that you need to take your next step with Jesus, we'd love to help you with that. The easiest way to do that is by going to beulah.family on your browser. On that page, you'll find our social media links, links to upcoming events, and a link to give. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. We'll see you soon.